September 14th, 2022. Today in the headlines, U.S. inflation remains severely high at 8.3%, and stocks crash precipitously. The FBI converge on the vehicle of the MyPillow guy, Mike Lindell, and sees his cell phone. Also, mainstream media touts Ukraine military gains in the north, cited as tide-turning event, but in actuality is just a flanking maneuver that surprised the Russians and weakened the Ukrainian southern defensive positions. I'll be talking about these headlines and more coming up. So the first story up here is from the New York Post. Inflation hits 8.3% in August, worse than expected as core prices spike. The lead in the uh, New York Post article, U.S. inflation rose higher than expected 8.3% in August despite falling gasoline prices, adding pressure on the Federal Reserve as it decides whether to impose another supersized interest rate hike. From the New York Times... Inflation remained stubbornly high in August, rattling consumers and investors. Overall inflation moderated less than anticipated and closely washed measure of price pressures jumped. Bad news for the Federal Reserve. Bad news for the citizens of the United States of America. As a graph here in this article by Jenna Smielek, stocks plummeted on Tuesday, with the S&P 500 falling 4.3%, its biggest drop since the depths of the pandemic in 2020, as the data appeared to cement the case for another unusually large interest rate increase of three-quarters of a percentage point at the Fed's meeting last week. That would be the third consecutive move that the, of that size and brings the rate, rates to a range of 3.3% to 3.25%. Investors speculated that the officials could even opt for a more drastic adjustment of full percentage point this month or extend their campaign of SWIFT. So they talk about what the Fed is going to do. Nobody's really talking about addressing the cause. It's called causality of these bad economic numbers in the United States, and it's because of spending. If people don't realize it, this is indeed the case. From the Wall Street Journal, U.S. inflation remained high in August. Consumer prices, excluding food energy, rose sharply, showing broad price pressure strengthened. And we know what that means, and you know what the cause is. Because, and although the Fed can keep raising interest rates, which is going to slow um, the fluidity, the movement of money, which is a good thing if people want to make money and then the growth obviously coincides with that. But the fact is you're going to raise rates. It's going to slow the velocity of money. And that's a bad thing for the economy. But the real way to attack this problem is to address the cause, which is out of control spending. 
but nobody seems to want to talk about that. From from this is from Bloomberg through Yahoo News. Phoenix inflation at a record 13% shows divergence among cities. So this article by Michael Sasso and Alex Tanzi stated the obvious 13% in Phoenix last month, inflation rising, U.S. city dating back more than 20 years. Other cities across the South and Southwest saw double-digit increases in consumer prices with Atlanta metropolitan area posting annual inflation of 11.7% and Miami reaching 10.7%. Not a rosy picture. And if the Democrats think that somehow they can switch the narrative and uh, increase their odds of trying to hold on to the Senate or the House, numbers like this trump (laughs) anything else. I want to laugh a little bit here um, because this is the way the Associated Press characterizes the economic woes Driven by consumers, U.S. inflation grows more persistent. Again, this is the system blaming you. You're the cause of the problem. You're the cause of global warming. You're the cause of the inflation. It's all your fault. This, uh, this is indeed is not the case because most people didn't sign up. Some people did. They voted for corruption and spending by electing Joe Biden. U.S. inflation is showing signs of entering a more stubborn phase that will likely require drastic action by the Federal Reserve. Again, putting it all on the Federal Reserve. Some longtime drivers of higher inflation spiking gas prices, supply chain snarls, soaring used car prices are fading, yet underlying measures of inflation are actually worsening. I'm not going to go into this propaganda piece because it's not caused by consumers. It's, cons- it's caused by federal spending. It's really called deficit spending. But we've been in a deficit for so long, it goes on and on and on. It doesn't matter what they do with their fuzzy math and they try to explain how all the spending is going to be paid for by XYZ. It's just not true. Moving on to the next story, FBI tracks down Mike Lindell on a hunting trip, surrounds his car and seizes his cell phone. Prominent Trump supporter and 2020 election integrity skeptic, Mike Lindell says he was stopped by the FBI Tuesday and had his cell phone seized. Not surprising. Um, At least they say he's election integrity skeptic and not election denier. And we'll get to that um, a little more. Here um, we have a, a tweet from the Citizen Free Press. Mike Lindell says FBI stopped him today at Hardee's in Minnesota. Cars pulled up in front of us, to the side of us, and behind us. And I said those are either bad guys or the FBI. Well, it turned out to be the FBI, who are indeed the bad guys. And he writes, uh, he goes on to write, Mike Lindell does, I can't even imagine that you can take someone's phone because they want me to be a witness in the Tina Peters case. But I'm not a witness. They just want my phone. Um... Lindell is the latest Trump ally to receive a warrant or subpoena by the FBI last week. Well, we don't know that it received a warrant or subpoena. Uh, There was obviously a subpoena or warrant for his phone. Last week, the Biden DOJ hit dozens of Trump aides and allies with subpoenas as part of their investigation in the efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election over claims of fraud and that handed Joe Biden the White House as well as the run-up to January 6th, Capitol riot. Um... 
we all know what the case is here is there was indeed fraud. It was indeed a coup because what a coup, what, what do the orchestrators of a coup do? Once they take power, they surround the seat of power with troops and barbed wire, which is exactly what they did. That was the admission that it was indeed a coup. Sorry, I'm an election denier. I'm not an election denier. I just have eyes to see. Moving on to news here. This is from CNBC. Ukraine moved towards victory. Zelensky says troop, troops route, root out collaborators in reclaimed territory. Now, I looked at this article and I'm featuring it here because this is important because Ukraine moving towards victory, Zelensky says, troops root out collaborators in reclaimed territory. And as we pointed out in Buka, where they said, oh, the mass graves, and this is what the Russians did. They, they killed imprisoned, you know, captive uh, citizens. They executed them when actually it was the Ukrainian troops doing exactly this, rooting out collaborators. And obviously this is in the East. So most of the Eastern Ukraine um, are Russian speakers. They believe in uh, Russia and are more... Uh, tied culturally to Russia. So you're going to root out the collaborators. That means they are going to commit some sort of genocide because most of the people in the east of Ukraine are Russia, a Russian, Russian speaking. Um, and as I just mentioned, uh, more culturally aligned with Russia. So uh, Zelensky said Wednesday that the country's armed forces are moving towards victory. Last night, the president said that stabilization measures have been put into place in the liberated towns and villages in northeast Ukraine, where a significant counteroffensive by Ukrainian forces took place in the last week, leading to the recapturing of hundreds of villages in the regions. Remnants of the occupiers and sabotage groups are being detected, collaborators are being detained, and full security is being restored. The state border is the liberated territory. It is very important that together with troops, with our flag, ordinary normal life enters the de-occupied territory. Um, like I said, uh, there's going to be some ethnic cleansing of sorts in eastern Ukraine with this. And so... Um, I'm going to be a little prescient here and say that stories are going to come out now of... Russians, the Russians before um, retreating killed Ukrainian citizens, which it's been too long for those reports already because you would have seen those reports immediately. But now that the Ukrainian forces are going out and cleansing any collaborators, that you'll see reports coming out that blaming it on the Russians when it's actually the Ukrainians who are going around murdering uh, Ukrainian citizens who were sympathetic to the Russian occupation. Now, I'll just show it. This is an old map from May 2022, but I want to show you just really quickly. This is the map of Ukraine. So this is 22. This is basically the um, the eastern part of the occupied territory. is very similar. The Russians have moved a little closer to Odessa. Uh, it's, that's a more recent move. And the Ukrainians came in from the north here near Kharkiv, and pushed in here um, a little further in the north. They just took the Russians by surprise here because the Russians were pushing further south and to the west towards Moldova, and this was just a flanking maneuver. They pulled, the Ukrainians pulled troops uh, out of the south 
and more uh, uh, troops that were being constituted in the West were moved north uh, through the north to the east where um, uh, fresh with Western weapons where they attacked Russia. They also pulled some troops away from Kiev and from the south and reallocated them towards the north um, because they needed to claim a victory before uh, entering into the winter. Now, the winter is going to, um, the fall and winter are going to prove advantageous to the Russians. So that's why they want to claim a victory quickly now to say that the tide of the, the conflict is turning, and it really isn't. Uh, this is going to be a limited victory. Um, the tide isn't turning um, they just needed a victory before winter uh, and the foul weather uh, set in. And, and you'll see you'll see that coming as long as, as well as you will see reports of Russians uh, executing civilians when it was actually the Ukrainians. It's the same thing with Buka. The Buka, you didn't hear about that news in the first couple days. You heard it a week later, well after the Ukrainians retook that area. So next story up is, um, this is from Truth Press. Uh, what is that on John Fetterman's neck? So John Fetterman is a Democrat running for a Senate seat in Pennsylvania. He's running against uh, Mehmet Oz, uh, who's a Republican. And John Fetterman had a stroke uh, less than a year ago. And so he's back on the campaign trail. He isn't really making much sense. He's obviously cognitively impaired. And now he's got what seems to be a goiter, a goiter on his neck or a large lump. We're not really sure what that is, if it's a tumor or whatever. But that raises health concerns with, with Fetterman. He was wearing a hoodie kind of to hide it. Um, but now he's been pictured without the hoodie. He didn't have it before his stroke. So it might be stroke related. We're not really sure. But everybody who's in Pennsylvania voting should know that um, he's physically impaired. So because of the stroke, so cognitively and physically impaired, I don't know if you would really want, despite what your politics are, whether you would really want this guy in office. I'm not a fan of Mehmet Oz either, but, you know, I wouldn't vote Democrat and I don't plan to ever vote Democrat again, probably as long as I live, um, because they've been um, really taken over by the corporate entities in this country and international corporate entities, as well as the communist Chinese, they've be uh, the DNC has been completely infiltrated, and the amount of corruption there is is, is mind-boggling. So I'm not going to really get into it. There are a bunch of different reasons why I could have a lump on the neck. It might be very well benign, um, but people need to know uh, going into the election that this guy might be physically impaired as well as cognitively. And just this is breaking news. I just wanted to mention from the New York Times, Morse concedes to Bulldog in New Hampshire Senate race, realizing GOP fears. And there's a GOP fears. It's like the old Republican Party are fearful um, because why? Bulldog is another, he's another uh, um, Trump-endorsed candidate. John Bulldog, a retired Army general, and a 2020 election denier, says the New York Times, appears to have captured the Republican nomination for Senate in New Hampshire after his chief rival conceded early Wednesday. Of course, the Associated Press is, has not yet called the race as of 8 a.m. Mr. Bolduc held a lead of about 1,200 votes over Chuck Morris, the president 
of the state Senate. Mr. Morse was um, endorsed by Governor Chris Sununu, who um, also beat off a challenge uh, in the governor race there. If you didn't know, the Sununu family runs New Hampshire. This isn't surprising. Um, and because they're old Republicans, they're old GOP. And Chris Sununu um, supported the Democrat, or I mean, the excuse me, the, the other Republican in the primary, this guy, Morse. Sununu helped by $4.5 million from national Republicans who were worried that a victory of Mr. Bolduc would forfeit what they saw as a winnable seat in the quest for the Senate. Um, the Trump movement is now the tr- movement of the middle class uh, who are leaving the Democratic Party in droves, um, which isn't surprising because, uh, as I just mentioned, the DNC has been co-opted by uh, corporate influence as well as the communist Chinese. So none of that is really surprising whatsoever. Ah, what a week, what a week. All right, so people got to understand, I'm going to start doing some features on um, the political spectrum because I don't think people really understand what it means to be a Democrat, or should I say a liberal? Liberal doesn't mean you love free love and all this wonderful liberty, which everyone should support. Political liberty and and freedoms are very important, especially in this country. But being a liberal just means you think the federal government should spend and grow, which is exactly why we're in this economic mess. So that's it for me. Rudy's Revelation. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Follow me on social media, Truth Social, Get Our Minds, Facebook and Twitter. See you tomorrow. You can't handle the truth.